All right, guys, Ship Chasing Wednesday night. Fun show tonight. Us Ship Chasers do not have a million-dollar sweat, but do you know who does? It is, of course, the Go Bills crew going for back-to-back FFPC main event championships. Our guy Hassan, who's in the SFB finals, is going to swing by. We'll take a peek at uh, Pat's uh, Best Ball Mania 3 lineup. Anyone who's got a Week 17 sweat, we will enjoy it tonight all on Ship Chasing. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> This is why I'm hot. Anita Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Canarius Tony? You can't handle the heat. It looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> All right. It's Pat. It's been, and I believe, first time on ship chasing, which is definitely a fail on our part, considering you guys fucking won the main event last year. How have we not <laughs> had you on? It's Dom from FF Go Bills. What's up, dude? Hey, guys. Good to be here. What's going on? You seem way too calm to be having yeah, another million dollar sweat. I feel like fucking, you be, yeah. you're like about to win a million dollars again. Save <laughs> some for yeah. the rest of us, asshole. <laughs> I mean, there, there's something to it happened last year already and i guess like uh some of those initial wow. nerves are gone i also had a pretty crazy holiday travel week i mean i got affected by southwest as so many other people did and i just drove across the country from fort collins to buffalo to uh to visit family so in in some ways this is like the least of my concerns are like not at the forefront of all my problems i guess but uh i'll take that as a compliment so thanks guys yeah I know when I have like a, you know, a sweat or a team or something that I like, like I'll toss it over in my head, like when I'm falling asleep or something like how many times on that drive were you just thinking through this team, start, sit, match up, team totals, weather concerns? I mean, you must be just pouring over this thing. Last night I was laying in bed with my three-year-old trying to get him to go to sleep in an unfamiliar place. And and I, I was doing exactly that for at least an hour. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, looks like we do have Nick, part of the crew here, uh, joining you as well. Nick, what is up, man? Not too much. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. This are is, you uh, uh, crazy are you that coming we got under... another shot for a million now? Yeah, look at you. You're so casual about it, too. This is just business <laughs> as usual for you guys. Yeah, I mean, we've already been here, so yeah, this is like... just another <laughs> So Dom, you His drove... act like you've been there before is very. He is acting like it. Here. They have literally been here before. Not <laughs> going into so, the last week, held on and won. Are you normal. guys get? Are you guys going to be sweating together on Sunday, Dom? I know you said you drove to Buffalo. Nick, are you in Buffalo currently? I am. Yeah. So what's what? We actually, yeah, we'll, we actually sure. haven't we haven't talked it through, but yeah, we'll all be watching. I, I like if someone asked me if I was superstitious, I would say no, but at the same time. Like this last week, aside from the Southwest fiasco, like I've done literally all the exact same things I had done last year heading up into this. And one of those was watching uh, the last week at Nick's house. So, yeah, we'll we'll be doing that again. Uh, we'll look at the draft board here in a second. Uh, this was the team when I clicked on it within the FFPC app, just kind of the default starting lineup. I mean, of course, you can't, you know, tip your hand too much here. But uh, is this what we're looking at right now? Uh, or maybe Zay Jones, does he get kicked out of the flex? What's going on with this lineup? I'd say this is the, gotta, the front runner. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd say this is the front runner for now, but there's there's definitely some things we, we had been talking through uh, via text on my drive, and uh, we'll have some decisions to make tomorrow night and, and over the weekend, yeah. I thought it was cool that you guys – or 
cool, interesting, whatever. You guys sat Zay last week. I saw a lot of people play him. Obviously, you had the monster week 15 was in your lineup week 15 and was in – I mean, he was a big a big player for a lot of people that were up near the top. And then you guys turned around and sat him in week 16. I was kind of curious if that was intentional, knowing that a lot of other teams that had Zay Jones were up there and he had a weather game and you had other good options. Or, like, was that decision at all impacted by – your opponents or was it just strictly your start set all of the above um it's a we're we're quite familiar with the jets and have watched them a lot this year's bills fans um they're stingy they're really good against the pass uh uh, sauce is really good but yeah i mean the weather played an impact um we're we're always looking at the leaderboard in these situations and, and understanding who who around us has what um understanding ownership percentages and just like who's in kind of immediate shot of you so yeah we, we were well aware of uh, a lot of teams having zay and we actually i mean i think we we toggled our lineup maybe like 15 minutes beforehand and there were a couple other folks who who changed it after us as well so we might need to cut it a little bit closer this time even if we're going to do something like that again so for people who uh aren't familiar so they are of course here the number one ranked team uh marv levy six uh 544 points you guys got a little bit of a cushion here what about 18 points a little less than 18 point cushion uh we'll look at the draft board here but tell us what has this team been up at the top for these past few weeks was it one big charge like how did you guys find yourself here this team honestly just had a monster week 15. We threw up 222 to start off the uh, the sprint, and yeah, last week we got the Zay Jones call right. So we've just we've just been pulling all the right strings so far, and uh, we got one more week to make sure that we do that to try and finish this off. But um, yeah, I'm th- oh, sorry, Kazi. No, go ahead. I was gonna say yeah, th- this team of our portfolio had been the highest scoring team of the year, but it was, it was like fringe top hundred for most of the year. I think we cracked top hundred for a couple weeks and finished like 148th, maybe overall in points, something along those lines. So, I mean, it was a, a very good team, but in a lot of ways, this experience this year has been a lot different from last year's because last year's team, I, I mean, to, to be frank, like we hit the nuts, right? Like we were in, we were in first place overall for like two months and we were in first place for the entire sprint and just kind of had, you know, we had Jamar Cup, Debo. Cup, Debo. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Like we, we kind of had everyone. So, I mean, it, in a lot of ways, it's, it's not the same feeling as the, like it, it you know, it, it's been a long, strange trip for us as well. Just like it's been for, for many of you out there. This has just been kind of a weird year in fantasy and with a lot of ups and downs. And when we get to looking at the draft board, you, you'll kind of yeah. see uh, some I was of the say, we had. You sent over the draft board because it's not on the site. You sent it over a little bit ago. I was looking at it. You guys took Allen Robinson in the fourth round. Like this team fucking sucks. <laughs> we, <laughs> cut we, we cut him in week eight. Week eight, week nine. Uh, we no, done. no, no. We were, it was like week six, five we or six. Were done with yeah. It yeah. didn't last long. <laughs> if you, Yeah, if you look at the draft board, though, the whole entire third round was receivers. So, like, in a typical 312 spot, you would have been looking at, like, Amon St. Brown or Waddle, and those would have been guys we were targeting. But those guys went a little bit earlier in this particular draft. So we kind of had to pick the next best of the batch, and we thought it was Allen Robinson at the time. Sky Moore. Keep the picking. Sky Moore. Hey, God. <laughs> Let's just, yeah, right? let's just fucking roll the clip. Die more, two wide. It's the fucking sickest name I've ever seen for a wide receiver in my goddamn life. Sky's up! Oh, 
if, if you guys had to use a word to describe Sky Moore's presence on this team, would you use <laughs> anchor or skeleton key? Skeleton key. For sure. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you got honestly, that double, man. The so Tony Sky Moore double. You drafted Allen Robinson in the fourth, Tadarius Tony, Sky Moore, and Traylon Burks, who missed most of the season in that little wide receiver stretch. Devontae Parker there. Ben Skoronic in the second to last round as your other receiver, who you probably played a decent amount, to be honest. Look at these receivers. No, we, we is, dropped Ben Skoronic pretty quick. Cool. This was after – we drafted this team after the Thursday night game, yeah? We knew oh. his – no, no, it was right no, before. No, 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 no. We, yep, it was free look, Thursday, oh. Thursday, so we got free the free look, look yeah. and then we dropped him Sunday morning. Got it. Makes sense. When, when, did, you, this, when did you find Zay? When did uh, you week, pick him two, up? week two. Week two. That was our That's second exactly. move. I do want to retroactively condemn you guys for handcucking the Dolphins' backfield with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. You guys should have known as oracles that they would both end up in the Dolphins and that you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Not happy with Jeff Wilson right now. He, he kind of took it away from Mostert last week, and we ran yeah. out of Mostert, so he's mm. kind of on my shit list. Oh, you guys yeah. added Greg Dortch early too. Did you play him? At, I, I'm looking at your fabric. We did. I mean, we were we were grinding receivers. For, I mean, you can just see the pressure that got put on with the receivers early in this draft, and like, you know, where Tony and Sky Moore were at early on. Like, we we were grinding receivers uh, early a bit here. So yeah, we, we played we played Dortch at least one week. It might have been two. Added yeah. Jerk McKinnon on this roster. That's a big mm -hmm. add. You played him yeah. both weeks so far, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, this was obviously a live draft. Uh, first of all, how many bullets did you guys fire at the main event? Cause, uh, I know there's people in the crowd saying right now, if I had X amount of bullets, I would be going back to back for a million dollars. We fired seven this year. We did four last year. So we about doubled it this year. Jesus. That's it. I was really hoping you'd say like 30 to make me feel better. <laughs> seven doesn't make me feel better. It's funny too. Right before the tourney, like all of our teams just had one shit storm after another. So we were just like watching all of our good teams crumble. And then this team and oh, yeah. being the only team in the tournament had the 222 point mm. week 15. And it's just, it resurrected all of our life all out of nowhere. That's great. insane. Also, so shout out to our guy, Jameson Painter. He's in fifth up, place right now and drafted wow. i assume it wasn't this same draft that would be wild if there were two teams from the same draft uh that, that made it i think that guy was actually in another one of our drafts i'm pretty sure it was on our seventh team i think yeah yep yep that guy was in so. our other live draft in, in vegas yep there was a couple i think uh the eighth place team right now was um competing against us on, on one of our teams as well on the first team so wow. what at that what the hell what is everything you guys you're touch. only in seven drafts is it so, i mean is it some way that you're drafting where either you let's draft against uh against you guys, guys next year together next year <laughs> yeah, like, what we're obviously the luckiest players who have ever entered this tournament and there's, that's the only explanation so let people know obviously you have some mainstays on here kelsey lamb devonta smith patrick mahomes ramondre i guess i can mention fournette but who are the guys you know zay and mckinnon they supercharge your team yeah. late what has been the other kind of moving pieces post-draft for this team uh we had uh Komet. Komet was on our team and we played him as a flex yep. a couple weeks yep. 
Um, DJ Chark was preemptively added as a boomer bust, like potentially play him in the sprint. We we haven't played him yet, but he, he's definitely dude. In. Chark over Zay this week. And, Let's and go. It's not. I I I kind of wanted to play him a little bit over Moser last week, but ultimately, like uh, with Wilson's injury, I wanted the exposure to a potential workhorse back and, and kind of chickened off it. Of course, Wilson ends up playing and and, and scoring the touchdown. Uh, but yeah, as an option, it's just like kind of a. Uh, a little off the radar pivot from a, a, a fun offense. And, and it's just like, he's a nice piece there and can definitely hit. What was your thought process with, I mean, other than your receivers, just frankly not being very good with uh, flexing like two running backs. You just mentioned one in exposure to workhorse running backs. You have, I mean, this is, it's interesting. You have a, a draft here where you only took two running backs in the first 10 rounds. Is that 10? And you yeah. were flexing two last week on a team that went, I mean, it's a very anchor RB-ish, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, zero RB adjacent type draft to then be playing four running backs and being in first place. I mean, what's, what's just talk about your, your mindset on running backs, I guess. It, it's funny you say that because we're all about playing receivers in the flex normally, but this is just one of those spots where we don't have the receiver depth like we normally do because this is a receiver avalanche kind of draft. It was like we were drafting with you guys in this draft. So, um, yeah, yeah, we played we played the best available options that we had last week, and it happened to be Mustard and uh, Fournette, and luckily Fournette just gets dumped off all game long from Tom Brady because he can't do anything else besides throw to Godwin and his running backs right now. <laughs> it seems like you guys have had a very deft touch with some of your start sets as well, because you look at a guy like Leonard Fournette, who, you know, some people uh, maybe even on the show have been pounding the drum for Rashad White, look like that might happen. You know, getting guys like binking a couple, I assume it was one of the Cole Komet ceiling games that you got. It seems like you guys have a really good feel for that element. Yeah, we benched, um, we benched Fournette the first week of the sprint. So, yeah, like I said, we were – coming in like we had a decent team but not we weren't towards the top of the leaderboard um we understood that Mahomes and Kelsey were two of the highest owned players uh in the sprint right so just stepping back for a second this team needed ceiling like week one of this tournament what are our paths to winning when you're up against a lot of other Mahomes Kelsey teams like you can't be afraid to get a little creative and just yeah two weeks ago for not see I mean we just didn't see him as a ceiling player right like it just didn't seem to make sense to, to play him there. And then ultimately we played him last week and, and yeah, the role still, still wasn't great. I mean, th they were alternating drives, him and Rashad white. Like if you watch, they were alternating Rashad white's drives, just stuck. Right. It was like three, three or four. And three four nets went right down the field. It just yeah, it aligned perfectly. It, it seemed like Fournette was getting majority of the work, but they were just, yeah. The whole time. So, I mean, you know, some of these decisions are close and, and like, you're not going to get all these right all the time. And, and the fact that we are getting some of these right now, I mean, you can draw the conclusion what you will, but I'll just say like, don't be afraid to make your own choices and don't be afraid to, to, I know better some of these situations, right? Like don't get, don't get tunnel vision or locked into um, a set of rankings or like projections for the week. Like think about what your team needs and understand like what your paths to winning are. And then, yeah, we had a pretty dramatic, like 222 point first week, but benching four net was part of that equation where we were just like, this guy doesn't have ceiling. I mean, he helped us get, to this point, he was an important player for the first, what, two months for us. But ultimately, like the first week of the sprint, we benched him for Zay Jones, right? Like we benched him for something who we thought had a little more ceiling.
Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, what you, you guys said you drafted seven teams. Do you approach it from a portfolio standpoint? Hey, we want to get X amount of shares of these guys, these offenses we really like. You can see here, you guys kind of onslaughted the Chiefs, or is it just a, hey, we got our sheets, we got our ADP, and we want to scoop up as much value? I'm just kind of curious how you approach your entire portfolio. Yeah, we definitely like to be a diverse, like at this at this draft, this was our sixth draft, and we hadn't gotten um, Devontae Smith yet. So it just seemed right to take him at that spot, especially with how many receivers went in the five there too. Just felt like, you know, there's Renfro and Michael Thomas and Lund. They're just, it was a little dry there. So it felt like a good spot to get him when we didn't have any exposure to him yet. So yeah, we yeah, definitely we're... like to diversify a little bit, especially with our early picks. We we did have a, we had a team um, that we took, we ended up with like three Waddle shares pretty early. And uh, we had a team that we took like Gabe Davis over Waddle at some point to avoid that like fourth Waddle share, which obviously in hindsight like wasn't great. And the the portfolio, the portfolioing of your of your teams like there's pros and cons for sure. But we were we were a little sensitive to it. And yeah, by the time you're in like your sixth or seventh draft, I mean uh, Devonte was one of our favorite players coming into the year, and when we hadn't had him yet, so it, it was nice to to make him a priority here and ultimately be be one of the important guys for us down the stretch. Yeah. What was how the much thought you guys with... Oh, go ahead, Pat. I was just curious how much you guys are generally considering stacking. Uh, you know, I noticed, like, in addition to the Chiefs stack that you guys built, you have uh, Miami running back with Waddle. you got Gainwell with Devontae Smith. I mean, those those are just good picks, those spots. But are you guys thinking about that? Yes and no, I think. We don't force stacks, but if they come to you at the right spot, you know, it's pretty easy to click it, especially on teams like philly and kansas city who we were very high on this year and yeah i think we had, uh, with the field expanding a little bit this year we had definitely talked about it pre-draft that that stacking might end up being a little more important than it had been in past years and like kazi said like we weren't forcing it but um where it made sense if you had to reach for a guy a little bit that was a potential stack um kind of kind of thought about it that way how much did you think about the field spinning i i honestly didn't know how many people were going to be in the shootout but last year wasn't it like 500 and this year it's only like 830 or something i like think it was, it was 608 it was, last year yeah uh, so yeah. it's more but it's i mean th i think of those as reasonably similar yeah size gpps if you will like they're not it's, it's about the same when you yeah. break it down yeah you have to What's be that? a top scoring team either way you know right. you can't just slip into the one spot. I don't know. I mean, it's still 250 more really good teams. Um, but like, yeah, it's not, it's not making the field like a huge GPP. Right. I, I guess, think, but I think we're ever, I think we're averaging about the same amount of points right now. And we're, I think like the same spot. It's not like, well, I guess we have a 17 point lead rather than a 32 point lead. So I thought it was going to be closer to doubling or, you know, closer to a thousand. I don't know why I didn't really know how much bigger it got. Maybe because the, the, the high end prize pool got doubled or something, but I think you forgot to carry zero or something. When yeah. you're doing that math <laughs> I was a little surprised to get into it and be like, Oh, there's only 800, 800. Someone, someone in chat pointed out that Kelsey at the one twelve was wild. Uh, totally agree. We were high-fiving after this for the, the Kelsey CD start. That was like when we left the room, it was, it oh, was that's like it, it, we, we had we, show, we didn't have Kelsey yet at that point either, so it was like yep. perfect, you know. No Kelsey, no Kelsey, no Andrews going into Vegas and team six and team seven. One was Kelsey, one was Andrews. So that was like um just macro, you know, things could go right for you. This was uh getting Kelsey at twelve there was was really huge. If if Kelsey goes at ten uh instead of Pitts, is this an Andrews Lamb team? Yeah. 
Mm, yeah. yeah, we didn't yeah, have yeah, we didn't yeah. have Andrews. We didn't yeah. have Andrews. And, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah. So that that's a that's a, a million dollar pick right there. Team ten, yeah. you guys owe like I don't know a Christmas you know, card, six hundred thousand. Yeah. That was yeah. that was the joke <laughs> yeah. last year with the team who dro- uh, dropped Joe Burrow, who also had a, just an amazing team, came in second in our league, and I think made a top hundred finish in the sprint. But he dropped Joe Burrow after what week three, week four, and yeah, and you send him a Christmas card. So the team ten here taking Kyle Pitts. Uh, he must be a fan of the show. And uh, well, even we weren't taking him over, Kelsey, Jesus, dude. You I mean, come on, don't in. put that on us. <laughs> we had we had plenty of pits teams too. We, we loved pits too. too. I mean, how could yeah. you not? How could you not? Yeah, he Jesus. took David Montgomery in the sixth round. He's not a fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> the pits thing is so tilting because all the underlying numbers were great this year. Like, I wish he just like flat out busted and was bad. But I'm gonna end up drafting him again. So I want to, you guys, it sounds like as you talk about stuff earlier too, you are very thoughtful and intentional with your start sit decisions, thinking about ownership angles. I'm curious, what kind of things did you guys do to get your house in order before the sprint? You know, you have a team that's live that has some firepower. Are you guys two kicker guys? Did you add backup quarterbacks? Like what kind of stuff did you guys do to get ready for the sprint? You can take it now. Yeah, all of the above. Um, I think we added... Well, I wish this team still had Jared Goff. We caught as the backup at some point earlier in the year. But, yeah, we, we uh, backup quarterback, two kickers. Um, I suppose there's some argument for three quarterbacks, but I, I, this is anecdotal. This year there probably is. The, I, this seems this anecdotal. Weird the it doesn't been, always go like this. Yeah, and the timing of it, too, has been been pretty yeah. odd. But, yeah, all of the above, just, you know, you can't afford to make any of those little mistakes. You can't afford to have a good team. Um you know, lose what you don't have a backup to Jalen Hurts, right? Like to us in a $2,000 buy-in tournament, like that's pretty egregious. Uh, you need to have backups there. You need to sacrifice a, a roster spot to make sure you're, I mean, every point counts here. Like the margins are so thin. So many of these like coin flip close decisions, like you, you can't be afforded to blow, blowing points like that. Did you guys uh, stream kicker in defense throughout the year? I see you have Justin Tucker and Philadelphia defense. I assume you guys have been riding. I see Tucker on the roster. You play him every week? Uh, no, Not we last week. Yeah, we benched him last week for McManus, and McManus got 1.3 more or whatever it was. So. <laughs> we'll take it. You guys run so good. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, Baltimore was playing in the shit weather, and then McManus was playing the Rams at, indoor. Like We like playing – Guys yeah, we're chasing we're chasing domes uh, when you're yeah. playing fantasy football in December, right? Dome and and McManus, McManus, they they trust him to kick far. I mean, those we we joke yeah. about kickers and stuff, right? But like those 55 yard field goals in FFPC, I mean, those They're are right. touchdowns. They're, They're touchdowns. Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we and yeah, we, we, we uh, that one too. And we added Philly defense like week three or something, so we've had them most of the year. So we didn't really need to tinker that too much. They've had a really Mitch- favorable schedule like the whole way. Oh yeah, they've been a smash. Are you um you mentioned the ownership stuff? Like uh how deep in the weeds are you getting on that? How many lineups are you hunting? Are you inputting players into spreadsheet to try to create basically retroactive ownership projections and then leverage that? Like how deep are you in it when you have a legit sweat here? Oh yeah, we make like a top 20. Uh we make we make a spreadsheet of the top 20 other teams in the top and just to see what kind of exposures we're looking at, who we're fading and uh, to see if we need to, you know, look for some leverage somewhere. But, yeah, I don't think with our lineup this year we can really change it around too much. We just kind of got to play our best players. But last year we were doing that, I think, like a little bit more with the leverage because we had a bigger lead. So, but, yeah. You guys there- are huge Bills fans. 
does it pain you to draft Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson, Devontae Parker, Raheem Moster? Like, it's like you guys are scouting your own division here. <laughs> Our division sucks, though. Like, <laughs> You just you gotta attack it, you know. There's no real like good defenses in our division besides ours, you know. I guess the I, I've, is, is I've had the same conversation with uh, with like more casual friends and family about like how do you how do you reconcile your Bills fandom with uh, fantasy football? And uh, there's some compartmentalizing that happens <laughs> along the way, right? Like at yeah. some point, you know, you're you're three or four into this, you just it's just kind of part. The way of reconciling course. is by winning a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you worried that this stretch of two years is just going to ruin fantasy football for you forever? <laughs> like knowing how I, hard it is to have another sweat like this? I, I contemplated retiring last year. I'm like, how is it not all downhill from here at this point? Yeah. Right. Like this has to be the peak. Um, so yeah, no, I contemplated. You, you should have done that for the rest of us. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> what are, what are some, again, uh, you guys are very sharp. You are obviously running incredibly hot as well, but like, what are some of your kind of macro tips for the FFPC main event? I, I would like to think around here. We like to build uh very high upside teams, sometimes taking on maybe too much risk, but with the idea of trying to chase that top prize, the contest is so top heavy. Like what are some, you know, pitfalls you see other drafters doing or things you guys think you do particularly well? I would say I've used this before, like keep your head up. Like I, I see a lot of teams, even in expensive. Well, first of all, I mean, there are still, even though this is like a $2,000 league or whatever, there are still teams who make mistakes, whether it's not paying close enough attention to waivers, like not being a week ahead of things on, on defenses or what have you. So, I mean, don't miss any of the details, like rule number one, like don't miss anything. Um, but number two is like, keep your head up. Like don't get so like, for example, on this team, um, we could have gotten really stuck in tunnel vision and be like, this team needs receivers. Like we need to focus on adding receivers and maximizing how many receivers we carry on this roster at all times. But you might've missed adding Jarek McKinnon pretty cheaply if you did that, right? Like Jarek McKinnon, I believe at that point, rostered as like our RB six at the best, maybe even RB seven. Um, but he was a guy who really, really stood out to us. Like we've seen the ceiling for McKinnon in important stretches for the Chiefs already. Like we have evidence that he is like a reliable, good player for them. And someone cut him in like week nine, right? Like, even though you don't have an obvious path for that player, like getting into your lineup, right? When you need to add someone, like keep your head up. Like, don't just like focus on what your team needs tomorrow. Like think about what, ultimately we're playing for this three week stretch in December, right? Like you're trying to build these teams that can hit ceiling at the end of the season, right? So keep your head up, like keep thinking about all the ways you can maximize your opportunities for that and yeah like all your good teams aren't going to hit i mean this this team was not my favorite team this year i had another one that, that didn't make the sprint that that was our favorite team I had a couple of tough injuries but like keep your head up keep trying to maximize those ceiling opportunities and give yourself the best chance at least to to hit down the stretch i love that i i think this team and the way that it came together is a like everything you just said it's a perfect lesson for that like you can manage your team out of a hole. Like your draft doesn't have to be yeah. perfect. You guys are going to win a million dollars here or I, I knock on wood, but okay. potentially okay. win a million dollars here <laughs> with a team that drafted Allen Robbins in the fourth round. We just went through all the receivers, Sky Moore, all these guys that did, you know, basically nothing jack shit for your roster all year. You uh, I'm looking at your, your ads right here. You uh, said that you were kind of bummed. You dropped Jared Goff. You dropped him to pick up Jared McKinnon. So that was one, one drop right? that oh actually, God, so uh, <laughs> 
We're not actually, too about sense. that. <laughs> in general, in general. Sorry, right, man. right. No, I mean, when you when you see it though, it's like, all right, well, I can I can stomach that drop if, if that's. We went, yeah, we must have went naked, Mahomes, for a couple weeks there. Then I think, All right, Kazi? He was our only quarterback for a couple uh, weeks. Well, we I had Kels- We had. Kel- oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, which is. You could have Mahomes as your only quarterback for That's sure. That's funny. <laughs> how, how did you guys show enough restraint to only blast off on seven teams? Like, I feel like if uh, Pat, Ben, and I won the main event, we'd have like 50 the next year. Like, <laughs> I mean, you guys seem to understand your strengths and weaknesses. I assume you think there's diminishing returns after X amount of teams. Yeah, I don't know if seven is like we, – we could have probably handled more – I have two young kids, so for me, fantasy football can't consume like every minute of my life all the time. And, and frankly, like Kaz and Sean's conversation, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work even doing seven teams. Some of these guys do like 50-something teams and 100 teams, and I don't know how they manage that because – it's I don't think they manage them. Seven. I don't. I don't. I don't mean to call them out, but I don't think they manage all fifty of their teams as well as they could. There, there's definitely diminishing returns yeah, at some yeah. point. Um, Have you thought yeah. about interns, Dom? Because that is the ultimate <laughs> hack to having multiple teams. <laughs> people you trust, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it does seem like. I mean, we we felt that at times. We we managed a lot of teams with co-managers, but even sure. with that all that help. It's still a lot. And the thing that you said, and it was kind of like a wake up call for us too, of like, you know, keeping your head up and keeping your head on a swivel. Like that's the more teams you have, the harder it is to do. Like you end up just worrying about the surface level stuff and not what's the look ahead defense. What's the plan here. And you get sucked into more of the immediate needs. Like you were mentioning and forget, Hey, let's just add the best player here. You know, I definitely see some of the pitfalls when you keep stacking teams onto your portfolio. And then yeah. an important thing about having too many teams, sometimes you might be playing a guy in two leagues and you're like, well, we're playing him in these two. We shouldn't play him in this third one. And that costs you another matchup because that was actually your best player. But you want to go to a different, less strong player. Sometimes having too many teams can lead you down like bad decision making, you know. Just as far We've as done that. We've broken ties yeah. where we're like, we're yeah. playing this guy in another league. Let's let's play the other guy. I, yeah. Just yeah. in the last few years, I've scaled up my teams quite a bit. And I mean, I, everything you're saying about like not missing the details and stuff, I, I would rubber stamp that hundred percent. Like I didn't miss the details when I only had like five or fewer main event teams. I do now when I have like 20 plus, <laughs> like it's, it's impossible. Did you guys think, you know, we, we certainly felt it this year drafting, uh, you know, the majority of our teams on stream, but even seeing the draft rooms from our first slow main event draft to our live main event draft, you guys referenced this being a, a wide receiver avalanche room. Did you guys notice a, a trend shift in drafting rooms this year? And was that something that you then kind of had to go out of your way to think of a strategy to combat? Yeah, I mean, every draft's a little bit different. You have to, you got to navigate through every draft a little bit, you know, they all unfold a little bit differently. So you got to adjust to how every draft, on, you know, goes. And um, with this particular draft, luckily we hit Devontae Smith there at the 512 to kind of save our receiver room. Because if we didn't hit that, we'd just have CeeDee Lamb and basically nothing else. So, yeah, you I- have to... I don't, it's anecdotal for me, but I, I definitely think the popularity of like underdog best ball and some other formats is, is definitely bleeding, bleeding into other drafts and like those tendencies carry over a bit. I, I don't know how quantifiable it is. I'm sure, 
sure wide, wide receivers bumped up a little bit this year, but I think part of that was the squeeze, right? Like you're doing rankings this year. It really felt like once you got to like wide receiver 27, 28, like it got kind of jumbled up and got kind of thin afterwards. I think, I think everyone was, was feeling that pressure a bit. And some of that's just going to fluctuate year to year, just depending on like how many receivers do you really feel good about um, as like every week starter or like very reliable ceiling options. Like some of that's going to depend year to year, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely trends changing as far as adjusting to it. I think you just need to be, you need to come into a draft with an open mind. Uh, The way I, I call it is like we war game our drafts ahead of time, right? Like we'll get the early picks decisions for FFPC. And the second we have draft slots, we'll put in like reasonable rankings and ADP and just try to figure out like your best and worst case scenarios and where, where those squeeze spots are, where those inflection points and drafts were like, Hey, if I don't have this position by this round, I'm going to wait a few more rounds. Or like, if I don't have X number of receivers by this point, then I need to pivot and try to find um, some more like boomer bust guys. Like we do try to war game it a bit. And, and just, that would be my recommendation is like stay flexible during drafts and, and, and kind of be ready for anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the, the wide receivers, you know, kind of drying up. We, we've like often been kind of making the argument that wide receivers, like not as deep as you think it is, but this year, like that, we didn't have to make that argument. I don't think anyone thought wide receiver was deep. I, that, that, that spot yeah, I, I, dried up. I don't like, know really if that's going to carry over till next year. Like, I don't know if you'll see receivers going later next year necessarily, but I mean, man, the, the fourth round receivers this year were pretty much disasters. Like all of yeah, them. And the, and the fifth too, but besides yeah. I'm on St. Brown, I mean, it's all dry. Yeah. I was worried for a little bit. I mean, we were talking about it through six, seven weeks. Cause like zero RB was just such a dominant presence, both like in the mainstream macro narratives. I was like, this summer's going to be miserable, but I honestly think that like Josh Jacobs surge, you know, Derek Henry coming on uh, Kirsten McCaffrey lighting things up again with the 49ers. I'm like, maybe draft rooms will be somewhat preserved heading into next year. Maybe that's naive, but I'm kind of telling myself that right now. If we keep getting great rookie receiver classes like we have the last couple of years, I mean, hopefully the receiver depth kind of picks up a little bit. I mean, man, those receivers that went in the first round this year, it seems like I remember when the draft was going off and thinking like, wow, some of these guys are going kind of early. But you see you, you're seeing flashes from London. You see what Garrett Wilson's doing. You see what Olave is doing. It's like, man, these receivers coming out of college seem to be really, really good. And it's been like this for a couple of years in a row. So hopefully we get another really good class this year. I think yeah. the running back class is supposed to be stronger. So it'll be kind yeah. of interesting yeah. how that shakes things up. Yep. Yeah. So uh, what are, what are your guys' big fades? Like, it sounds like you've gone through all of your, your main threats here. Who are you guys anti-sweating this week? Jefferson and Kittle. Those are the most, most two owned and team and against AJ Brown. AJ, and AJ Brown. Yep. And Josh Allen, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that'll be fun. We just have to get a solid lead so we can afford the 30 points that's coming from him because we know we, we we know that game's gonna be a shootout. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are yeah, those are some tough ones, but like you can certainly tell yourself um some stories where where those guys fail. Kittle's been very volatile. Um oh my he God, can he can hang so 40 on you, but he could also have five and you could be completely fine. The AJ actually, Brown Devonta Smith yeah, run out yeah. the last couple of weeks has been I was, I, was ben battle. <laughs> I was surprised to see as many AJ Brown teams as high up on the leaderboard as it was. I mean, part of it was, was draft slot related. I mean, what there's was, a couple, 
What was surprising week, to you yeah. about that? He can literally walk on water. He just walks right up leaderboards. It's not it's not very difficult for him. No, I, I love the player. He just he, – he wasn't – I mean, Devontae smashed last week, so it's just – I don't know. There was more than – when I saw it was like seven of the top 20, I was like, I, wow, okay, that's a lot. There, I think the reason why is because a lot of the teams with A.J. Brown and Jefferson, so he kind of mm. – you know. Yeah, most people who draft A.J. Brown are really smart, so they, they build <laughs> – They probably had He was a great player. Yeah. <laughs> We have uh, we have Kittle. Or I'm sorry, we have Kelsey leverage this week. There's only like one top mm-hmm. other top twenty team with Kelsey, so wow. that's like a really nice, really nice spot to be in. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that kind of yeah. happened in Best Ball Mania as well because Kelsey's had two somewhat. I mean, he's been fine. He's still like he a top five tight end, but he just hasn't. Yep. There's other no players scoring. scoring. Yeah, other players yep. scoring. Yeah. Uh, didn't didn't Kelsey go nuclear last time they played the Broncos this season too? Or am I misremembering that? Judy went nuclear in that game. The Kelsey or the Kittle. That was two weeks ago. Kelsey wasn't it? Yeah, it was games. Judy. Yeah. Oh, Judy. Judy. Okay. Yeah. Are there any Higby or Hawkinson teams that that shot up? Yep. Yep. Uh, not Hawkinson as much. Higby for sure. There's, I think, yep. one Hawkinson in the top twenty, and then you know four, I think, or so, and for Higby. And this is like you look at a team like this too. I mean, on. Otherwise, this team would be absolutely terrifying, but it's like, okay, no Jalen Hurts for A.J. Brown, no Tua for Tyreek Hill. Tony Pollard is banged up. Like, There's a lot of things that have broke uh, really nicely for this squad. Yeah, Pollard doesn't play. Because Pollard's on the the number three team, too. So Pollard Pollard doesn't go tomorrow. He already moved him out. Look at that. Yeah, he moved him out already. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah, he's right there. I was looking in the And then is this our guy – Painter, yeah. uh, here Minshew, yeah. McKinnon, Stevenson, Higgins, J. Jeff, ooh, the Cole Komet, uh, Chris Godwin, AJ Brown, Zerline, yeah, Pitt and he's defense. got he's got Hurts behind Minshew there too. So. Yeah, I was gonna say Painter. By the way, we were we were ogling your team all year. Like I, you were you were uh, you had some tough luck losses if I remember correctly. But like, dude, your team was stacked all freaking year. So yep. nice team, man. Good draft. That's you guys played against him in a different league. Yeah, he yeah. was in our he was in our other live uh, Vegas draft on Friday. Got it. It is nice seeing Chalk Ramondre up here. I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, five and seven. That's wow. a good team. How many points is that chasing you guys? Dude, he went five and seven. What? That's insane. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah. close is it on points? That's that's. We had a a, a pretty low scoring point team that started what eight and two and then lost the last two weeks and missed. So we were in first place for way too long in that league, kind of undeservingly. Uh, and his team was floundering in the standings, but just going off and totally stacked. All right. We, uh, Caleb wants to pull up his team in 27th. The three Oh three OGs of course, recognize the Denver area code there. Trevor Lawrence, Montgomery, Camara, AJ Brown, Watson, Kittle, Godwin, Lockett. Um, those have to at least be some relatively unique plays. Yeah. Up yeah. There. yeah. I mean, for sure. What Lockett has Lockett. to be, yeah. this is just, yeah. Intentionally throwing off who you're starting because obviously you're not playing Lockett. <laughs> well, Lockett Red practiced. Shockage. He practiced uh, today. No, he was at the walkthrough. He didn't actually practice. Did he not? Oh, was he going to play? There's talking to be determined. Wow. Kazi, did you just correct Big Peacock on uh, practice status <laughs> there? Oh, that he was did. beautiful. I'm locked we in got- right now. <laughs> <laughs> we got our guy Gormanji here. This is a fun team. Fields, McKinnon, McCaffrey, yeah. Tyreek, AJB, Fryermuth, Judy, Metcalf, Gold. This is where it feels so painful in a contest like this when you look at you have this jacked up team, but then you realize so many teams ahead of you have the same guy yeah. where you're almost forced 
to like bench some studs just from a uniqueness leverage angle. It, it's funny you point out that team because I noticed Gourmandji's during the first week of the shootout. Sean and I had a team that was like top 100 and I saw his name clicked on it. And I was like, that fucker has the McCaffrey Hill, AJ Brown, Jerry Judy connection that we have, but his is even better. And he's like way, way ahead of us right now. Um, it's very similar to the team that, that, that we had that's fallen out of the like top 200, but because um, it was a Hertz team. But he's now in the position on the, the inverse, as you said, that there's a lot of people ahead of him that have Tyreek, that have AJ Brown. Those are high owned guys. Man, yeah. And it does, I mean, the way this payout structure is set up, like obviously every bit is nice to get, but you are really incentivized to be like, yeah, I'm going to take a fucking 10-point projection hit to like get a unique guy in here just to have a chance to ladder up. I mean, you almost have to the way that contest is structured. Yeah, um, I remember, like ta- I remember talking to, I was talking to my dad about it, and I was like, Dad, if I finish in ninth, like I'm literally not going to care. And he just like kind of looked at me like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, it doesn't matter. I was just like, it's like no money. <laughs> Man. Uh, well, just yeah. absolutely insane. How, how have you guys not started your own? If you win this one, are you going to start a tout site? Are you going to go streams? I mean, what what, what are you going to do? Are you going to go lay low? <laughs> We're I'm just going uh, to come back and win it again next year. Ooh, okay. All right. Little three. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't prefer to be like a front man, I guess. Like I prefer to work behind the scenes. I, a uh, little bit of Sean Siegel and me, I guess we're like, I, I kind of try to tune out a lot of the, like I, I, I pay attention to Twitter for, for news updates and status, but I, I try not to get like too into the group think or like what's going on and like who's touting what all the time necessarily. Like, I, I read Ben's work religiously. So I know who he's, who he's all about, but it's like, I don't want to get too much into that because I, I really do think you need to, to kind of chart your own path and, and, and iterate on your own process to get better at this game. I, I don't know like why you think the group thinks so bad. I mean, like we have never fallen victim to that on this show. We are very good about staying balanced about people. Also, also try harder because you drafted Sky more. So yeah, you say you didn't get influence and yet uh you have Sky more on your roster. Very yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should check Twitter more if anything. We um, love Sky more this year. <laughs> How could you not? You know? No, that's a great point. I mean, being able to differentiate. I mean, I think there's a massive value in in anything that is different than what basically everyone thinks and it's really hard to do because there's a lot of certainty at all times uh, relative to what there should be with anything NFL. I mean, we, we know it's all chaos, right? But like all through draft season, even into the season, there's constant certainty about what everything is. And it's like what we saw most recently is what it is. You get to this time of year and you look back what we thought in August, what we thought in July, what we thought in September and October. I mean, like we thought Brees Hall was going to be the player that determined everything this year. I mean, he's he might have been the easy one to, he, to talk about as an injured player, but if he didn't go down, whew. yeah, there's so many examples of that though throughout the year where what we knew to be certain at that time, we should have been a lot less certain about. So being able to kind of tune that stuff out, I think, is a huge skill. Yeah, this this isn't think? a best ball conversation, but like it's one of the things I I think I think about best ball is is the guys that are going every single time in the 12th and 13th round their range of outcomes is like has a ton of overlap with guys who are not always getting drafted and i don't think everyone quite realizes that yet like i think adp is pretty reasonable and solid for the first like 10 rounds or so pretty often but once you get past that 
we get way too locked in to takes um, a 49ers guy. Like I remember like Danny Gray getting like a little bit of hype and being a pretty yeah. common 18th round that. pick. And it's like, why isn't anyone taking Juwan Jennings? Like, what is, what is the difference there? Like, what is the difference between um, what's his name? The kid who got drafted by the Cowboys Tolbert and someone else who you might've had or Zay Jones, right? Like someone else you have priors on and you, you kind of think you had a conclusion but it's like there's way more overlap in their range of outcomes than than I think most of us realize. Yeah, I've been trying to think about stuff through the auction lens a bit more. And like if you think about, you know, like a 13th round pick, like I don't know if that in auction terms, that might be like a, yeah, it might be a yeah. dollar. Like if you it's whoever if you're in a stars and scrubs room, like that would be like a two dollar, yeah. one dollar pick. It might be a two or three dollar, but a lot yeah. of times it's gonna be a dollar. And, and even if not, if in, in a balanced room, it, it's probably six or seven dollars. Yeah. You know, so it's not really worth that much. Yeah, that is such a and, you know, I I said similar this offseason. I didn't go as aggressive as you. I think I always said, like, after round 15, I think you definitely can make the case like you said. But it is true. It's like there's so many of those scenarios where it's like, okay, yes, the player taken in round, let's say, 13 or 14 has a 55 percent better chance than the player Mm -hmm. not drafted or an 18th. But then they're drafted. 99% 99% versus like 1%. It's like, is that 5%, 10% extra worth that ownership? Cedric, Cedric Wilson versus uh, Sherfield in Miami, right? Like right. Sherfield, mm-hmm. did anyone take him? And he's the three. Like he's the guy they yeah. relied on. Like Wilson, based on the contract, was more likely to hit. But like how much more often should you be taking him over Sherfield, right? Like well, it's one of the things Wilson, I like, think, I think. I mean, early in the offseason, Jeff Wilson was not getting TDP. drafted a lot because of yep. TDP. Yep. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And you could oh, yeah. you could have just scooped Wilson. Yeah. And it was two years we, ago. My big one, I made the mistake. I was drafting a shit ton of Olamidi Zacchaeus in my Matt Ryan stacks, and I should have been sprinkling in some Cordero Patterson, you know, like as again, the like the third, fourth guy. We were we, early in the offseason. I was like, we gotta get we gotta make sure we get Armstead and a Zigbo because because anyone could start in Jacksonville. Didn't yeah. have James Robinson. i will tell people a really good exercise it's super hard to get out of this um mentality but like a really good way is if you do the battle royales on underdog where they're just six rounds and you can literally build a super team every draft you can just get all studs only 36 players drafted and you force yourself to go deeper you see nez on the badge bros win teams with josh reynolds a guy had richie james i think took down a tournament you know you get out of your comfort zone. It never feels good. You're passing on legitimate superstars to do this, but the uniqueness element is so massive. So you just rip a bunch of those. It starts to get a little easier and easier to be like, hey, yes, is this a thinner bet? Sure, but my path to first is so much clearer. And I think you hit on the the psychology of it really well there because I do think people probably inherently understand what we're saying about the 55-45 relative to 99-1 ownership it's just hard to pass on players that you, this might be your only time getting a chance to draft them or what have you. You haven't drafted them yet because this is where they go. I want to get some exposure to them. There's a multitude of reasons why when you're drafting, you're like, I, I, I get that. I should probably take a unique pick here, but kind of want to grab this guy instead. It's, I'll do it it's on the really next team. difficult to do. Not this team because I like this team and it's going to win money. I should just take the, the more obvious guy. But the next team, I'll mix it up. Right, right. <laughs> 
This team's yeah. too good to take Trent Sherfield on. Right? <laughs> I, I, I literally had it today. I was doing a battle royale draft and I was doing a, you know, Detroit, Chicago, and I went to do my comfy DJ chart click and I said, no, slap yourself. And I went, scrolled down further and I took Jamison Williams. I love DJ Chark. Go. I love this setup for it. But it's like, what is the difference of Jamison Williams versus DJ Chark going off in this game? That much different than DJ Chark getting drafted in almost all these and Jamison Williams going undrafted? No, uh, it's hard, but it, it's definitely what you want to do. Um, well, this was a fun divergent uh, treat to this yeah. conversation here, but uh, we are all going to be rooting for you guys. I think it'd be such an incredible story for you guys to uh, to take it down uh, twice in a row. So uh, hopefully you guys get a fun setup, a, a fun sweat here. Are, are you, what's the Monday night game? Is this sweat going to stretch all the way Buffalo, into Monday? Buffalo, 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 yeah. Oh Buffalo. my God. Yeah. Come on. Week 17 correlation, man. <laughs> that, you guys Nick. win back to back. I don't think we can play credit card roulette this year. I think you guys have to buy. Oh it. yeah, Leone wanted us to not ask about that. Will you tell that story real quick? <laughs> you yeah, lost. So we went and Leone lost. It, 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 <laughs> That's the story. Yeah. Short story is we only lost the credit card roulette. But uh, we went yeah, to we a got really a... nice steak restaurant. Got like the chef special. Like for the whole table, they brought out a bunch of different uh, appetizers. It was like you know per per head you pay an amount. Bring out the appetizers, bring out a bunch of different types of steaks, did the whole family style meal, and it was fucking incredible. I just got like pulled into it because you guys weren't there yet, but Leone and I were checked into the hotel. He had already talked to you guys about this dinner. He's like, hey, I got some guys from Buffalo I'm gonna go meet up with. I didn't even know it was you guys. I got there, Dom. We had chatted before, and you're like, Oh, hey, Dom. I'm like, Oh, hey, Dom. And then you know, you know, we've we've talked, but uh an incredible meal. I mean, with all these Buffalo guys who are literally arguing over Buffalo wings during the meal, the most cliche <laughs> shit I've ever seen. I started getting like a huge argument about it. And then we played credit card roulette and we were pulling one at a time out. And it got down to you, Nick, right? And Leone, oh, yeah. last Man. two. Me and Leone. And yeah. it was Leone's idea to do credit card roulette. He's so excited. He's <laughs> filming it. And when there was like three left, I took his camera and filmed him. And then we had, you know, the reaction of him losing at the very end. It was he, he was so thrilled about it, and then he ended up, he ended up <laughs> to pick up the tab. I mean, you have so, a one in seven chance of having to pay the bill. You, the odds are in your favor, you know. I Look mean, the that. Go Bills team had a three in seven chance, but obviously these guys run so fucking pure. They didn't. Yeah, have no, I run. I run so bad at credit card roulette. Like it was kind. I definitely agreed to it. I don't want to take credit for the idea, but I was totally on board. I've lost roulette so many times. I was so sure I was paying for it. Like I run so bad roulette. <laughs> So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jinx anything or act like the uh, the bird is in the hand here. But like, what do you think your guys is, you know, contest selection might look like next year? Like we've really enjoyed playing in the 10k, the 5k leagues over on NFC. You know, better price structures, better chance to realize you know your edge. Have you guys thought about that? Obviously, you got to defend your crown, fire bullets there. But like, how do you think about? You have a legitimate bankroll now, regardless of what happens. How do you guys think about that going forward? Yeah, we dabbled in a 5K this year. Uh, we got the 12th pick there, and it just didn't unfold as nicely as it did in this particular Kelsey didn't round. fall to us in the 12th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we did, we did one, and it, it didn't go that good. So, depending on how this one goes, I'm sure we'll probably do another 5K. It's Hopefully, we just get a little bit better of a draft pick and are, you know, scrunched behind all the, you know, sharps in the draft i i am fascinated by best ball i will probably try to play as many of the kind of expensive short field best ball mm -hmm. tournaments as i can i i don't yeah. know how i mean bbm is cool 
I don't know how I feel about the format realistically. Like it's good practice, I guess, in some ways, but like 150 bullets, like I just, that's not for me. I don't think um, we are in the final of the, the bulldog, the $500, I think it was like a 216 person field. So I'll probably try to do as many of the like expensive short field best box. I, I'm pretty fascinated by the format and I'm, I'm definitely don't nearly know everything, but it's just uh, something a little different that uh, has really piqued my interest over the last couple of months. So I'll probably do a little bit more of that. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, BBM three, it's just, it's so fucking fun to rip those and to have that, the chance at that. Uh, but as you guys know, I mean, not that dissimilar from the FFPC main event, obviously you have mo more control throughout the season, you know, tweaking things, but it is such an advanced lottery and everyone I've talked to too has had similar thoughts lean into the bulldogs the dalmatian the great danes the mastiffs you know you can really realize your edge in those more so yeah and i think i mean we are going to see the biggest year for best ball we've ever seen this coming summer i think both ffpc and underdog will continue to offer a ton of new contests new formats like i think it's going to be a fucking heyday for anyone wanting to fire at best ball this summer I had way too much Brees Hall in like the 10 or so FFPC best ball tournaments I did. So I have a bone to pick there. I'll probably fire a few more this year as well. There you go. There you go. Well, you guys process. are more than welcome. It was a very good process. Yeah. <laughs> I know. God. Yeah. He was my most rostered guy in, in BBM3. He was going time. way too late. He was going he way was. too late. He was an absolute smash. The guys are super Him and Garrett smart. Wilson just egregiously priced. No, but they're on the Jets. Garrett... They're on the Jets. So don't take them. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver 60. Like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Um, now, you guys are more, more than welcome you, to hang out. We're going to have our guy Hassan join us, talk about one of his sweats. Pat, I want to check on on yours. Do you guys got to go or you want to chill? No, we can chill. I just want to ask you guys real quick. Do, do you guys like drafting early or late for your best ball drafts? Do you think you have a better advantage going in like April or like closer to August? So I'll just say for, you know, the FFPC stuff, I'll let you guys say what you think about that. I mean, all of my best teams uh, for Best Ball Mania 3, like my juggernaut teams, were all early. Like, most of them drafted before the schedule had even come out. Um, okay. And, it, you know, my team that almost made it through to the finals was a, a late May team. So, yeah, I'm definitely with, with the underdog stuff, like the kind of teams you can get there um early although ffpc uh i don't know if i have a, a thought on that still we always debate that every year do you guys have a read on that i feel like it's kind of dependent on the the year i mean there's pros and cons it's kind of probably dependent on like what players you're on and how you are as a drafter i mean i think you can go either way there's going to be years where you're where you like the early stuff like you do this year pete and there's going to be years where towards the end you like the late stuff because you know stuff that you're on early broke wrong before august yeah, how good the rookie class is probably matters a lot because the rookies almost inevitably get more expensive. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. you know, if they if they're not going to hit anyway, who, who cares? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, Hassan, welcome to the yeah. show, my dude. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, I'm yeah, excited to be doing? in the in the presence of uh, Go Bills. Uh, these guys are just lapping the field. The they thought we wanted to interview them for journalistic. You know purposes but we're actually just trying to like capture their aura just like osmosis yeah. like bring us some of that <laughs> right. luck we need it here i know but i have i have a better question will you guys give us your money <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want any strategy tips he just wants a loan <laughs> it's just just it's not even a loan i don't want a loan i just want you to give me 
the prize money. Dude, bring, <laughs> dude, bring it up with Uncle Sam, man. Uncle Sam is more than happy to take it when we win. He doesn't give me anything back when we lose. Like, right, right. But like, I'm asking for the stuff that Uncle Sam won't take. <laughs> I'm just messing well, that was, with you guys. That was part of my question. <laughs> oh, like... really? No, I mean, I was actually kind of semi serious. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw, we'll we throw said, a yeah. pizza. We'll throw a pizza party. A pizza, a hurting pizza party? <laughs> no, no. Sorry, um, you have my attention. Well, that because Dom, like, I, you know, our, our buddy Liam, who won Best Ball Mania 2 last year, like, he was firing hard this year. And, and part of it, you see it year after year. I know uh, Scott Bloomstein, who won the main event in poker, he fired hard in a lot of high rollers after because, you know, you're shot taking and also, you know, worst case scenario, re- reduce your tax liability. Is that like, did you guys, did that factor into your head this past year or no? I mean, I'm a CPA, so I won't say anything like, uh-oh. for sure loss or gains or anything like that i mean but yeah no it's definitely part of it and like you know you know seize the moment a bit right like it's a once in a lifetime thing well twice i guess now but like it's a once in a lifetime thing like yeah chase it a little bit sure i mean we're all we're all somewhat degenerate at the end of the day right like there you go there you go um Hassan, this is a brutal transition to go from a million dollar sweat to a Scott Fishball sweat, but do you want to talk about your team? <laughs> yeah, we're we gonna bring you on first surgery. Right, a lot yeah. of pride on this. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of pride to winning. So so hey, hey, it, it, it's it's good that you guys are all laughing about charity and charitable donations. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Winning a little bit of money means you can now laugh for the less fortunate. I feel so- <laughs> Tell us about your fucking team, Hassan right, Screen Chair. Um, now wait, if Hassan uh, wins Scott Fishbowl, then will you give him the prize money? Um, <laughs> ooh, uh, actually, that, that would be a, bit, a little bit of a miracle, in all honesty. Which, which uh, I'm already starting uh, 18 points in the hole. Um, here, let me just see if I can pull up my team here real quick. <laughs> Hassan, if, if you if you if you win this and we win the million, I'll take it out of my share. 10k, oh. new charity of your choice. Let's go. Me, there we go. There we go. Absolutely do it. Um, yeah. It's what? not even that generous. He's a CPA. He knows that's a great tax. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> so y'all can see my team right here. Um, I'm currently so I uh, I entered the playoffs as the 1,285th team, um, starting in God knows when. Was it week 11? Zoom or week in 12? a little bit on your Chrome tab, uh, Hassan. Yeah, it's a little tough just, to read. 1,280. What, what relevance is that? Um, so so the way the Scott Fishbowl format is set up is that it's supposed to eliminate hypothetically the bottom 10% or the bottom 25% of the, of the league as you go along, right? But the <laughs> but the weekly average in the playoffs follows you over the course of the league um, or, or, or as far as you get in the playoffs. Sure. So it does either drag or... Um, so you're overcoming that poor yeah, weekly average. That's, that's Yeah, by, by, by a good chunk. So, so for everyone who said it, uh, zero RB doesn't work, Probably actually owes me a million dollars. Hassan, I love your wide receivers and quarterbacks. I am a little worried about your running backs here. Um, <laughs> I'm actually very worried about my, my my running backs here as well because so, so so just talking a little bit about about charity. I believe Tony Pollard will donate fifteen dollars for every yard he puts up this week, and he's going to give it to St. Jude's. Um, I don't think he's had three straight DNPs. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. He had yeah, a tweet okay. about it. 
So he's uh, he's had three straight DMPs. So he's donated zero, zero dollars to Saint <laughs> Zero dollars to Saint Jude's. Be careful, Tony Pollard knows that's a great tax write-off. It's not actually. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so one of the things is um. So this is Superflex, and and as we all know, the now famous animal abuse start of of Dak uh, Hertz and uh, and CD Lamb. Um, was 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 my preferred, I but about Jack Hurts Lamb. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I forgot about that great callback, Hassan. I'm glad this uh-huh. one held up to relive that joke. <laughs> coming, coming from nowhere. Um, right, but uh, so so realistically, I think the way the the real way to go in these tournaments again, you're, you you got to lean into the variance a little bit, right? Um, so. I mean, and, and how else are you going to do that is by stacking the passing game. So it was it was very, like, I got squeezed out at running back, at both running back and tight end in this. And I just had values like D. Higgins, Devonta Smith, uh, A.J. Brown, and Cortland Sutton fall. I think, um, and I'm sorry I missed the early part of the show, but Devonta Smith's price this entire offseason was frankly quite criminal in how cheap he was, right? Um and then the fact that I was able to to after after you're able to build a solid wide receiver base like that, the fact that you and that there's no good tight ends left in the tight end premium format makes it easier to stomach the pricing on a guy like AJ Dillon and to only pull out at those premium RB um, at those premium zero RB prices. I think really what helped me for most of the season was Jamal Williams, where I got him was actually at RB sixty. Yeah, no he leads the league in touchdowns. <laughs> Hey, sometimes, sometimes you just, sometimes you just get lucky. Uh, there was like, there was like no thought about it, like that went into it uh, on my end, um, except for the fact that I knew he was gonna be on the on the Detroit Lions. I needed a running back, and he was there at RB sixty, so I just took him. He's been huge for you, but are you still playing him? I mean, he's been struggling. Yeah, yeah I've been playing him ahead of guys like Cortland Sutton, David Bell, Tyler Boyd up late, just because, and even Michael Gallup, just because like. Uh, the fact that they use him in third and short situations get you this cheap, you know, point per first down type stuff. He's oh, been yeah, getting me nothing. First down. That, he's yeah. a good player in this. Op- in this. I was looking yeah. at the running backs and thinking your Dak Hurts lamb might be Dak Cook lamb this time around. Cause, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm definitely going to be starting James Cook uh, this Sunday, I think. Uh, I'm already 18 points in the hole. So I'm like the 28th out of uh, 30th out of 30 teams right now. So I'm going to need a bit of a, a a bit of a miracle. James Cook has really come on. So uh, I've been unfortunate to have missed his uh, prop bets the last two a couple of weeks, where I was trying to bet his rush yards and rush uh, rush and rec yards over. Um, ever since he started gaining a little bit more traction, I guess for the, for for lack of a better term um, in, in that offense. But I think he's going to be a core play for me this this this. This weekend, for for lack of a better term, are you guys uh, are you guys going to be starting him on your on your? But well, you guys don't have to tell me. But uh, just out of curiosity, what are your like? I want to get the 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 take from the Buffalo guys. We're definitely rooting for him. He's on our bulldog team. Um, I, I guess I'm still a little skeptical. I don't see like I don't see huge ceiling games in here for him necessarily. I mean, I'm obviously like hoping for the best. Um, and I and from your position, totally agree with your with your thought process and would start him i'm just not a hundred percent sure that's how we're gonna try to attack the Bengals. but i mean he could catch two touchdowns for you and, and like you said kind of from where you're at i think it makes a ton of sense yeah, yeah i mean i'm 
I mean, I'm sitting at eight, as an 18 point dog right now, and yeah. it's 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 tough making that that point differential up, especially because I've got Gardner Minshew as my second starting quarterback. Now this is the last week, right? Yeah, this is the last week, and then um, and how many people are in it? There's only 30. So the so the cut down oh, yeah. last week, there were 500 people in the playoffs last week. Uh, I know Pat, you were you were running, you were pretty close to making the the, the final cut. I think Levitan was as well. Um, the, there was a lot of very sharp, very good players who made it to the final 500 last week, and just it was it's a it, it was a brutal cut, right? Like going from yeah, 500 to 30. Yeah, because it's a it's very small cuts. Like you just basically have to stay just out of the bottom 10 or 10 percent. I mean, right? And yeah. Then just all of a sudden 30. Yeah, it was like the theme of snap. We're all gone. Yeah. Um, Hassan, do you have a spreadsheet with ownership percentages of all of your competitors and looking for ways to leverage that with your start sit decisions? Going with vibes on this one, man. Would you say uh, if there's more money on the line, you maybe would be going with something other than um, vibes? In a yeah, defense, this is a vibes based tournament. So. Vibe, it is it's vibes based. Vibe. Um, uh, 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 we had I like last week I got I think I uh, I think something in me broke when I got dumpstered by like a Dante Foreman team on my best best ball team, which is again beat like you were saying was an early team. This one had like Rob Gronkowski in the twelfth round, and I was just like sat there in shock, like uh, you know missed missed moving on to the, on week seventeen from like ten points or something, and it was like, well. <sighs> I wonder what drinking for a week is like. So I just went on, <laughs> just went on a nice old bender. Well, uh, Hassan, we are all rooting for you. What do you, what do you put the chances that you taking this down? Give us a a, a number. Uh, honestly, very low. I'd probably put it below six percent. Okay, we like, wouldn't have had uh, well, you on the show if we knew that. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I'd honestly put it at like, yeah. I, I wish I was a favorite right now. Um, <laughs> It's not even a real sweat. Why, why do we yeah. even have you? At, at least the payout structure's flat. Huh? Yeah. At least it's for yeah, fucking charity. The uh... payout structure's flat. Is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's someone on cardiac arrest. <laughs> I think you get like a belt. Um... That's amazing. Oh my! Um, we didn't ask you guys. What do you put your? I was trying to figure out what what I would handicap you guys at. Have you thought about that? Oh boy, I love it. I'm. I don't. I no. I like, you got like a solid lead over second and a solid like fifteen over third, right? I mean, isn't I, it that like gets? Boring? I will. I mean, just to not to be the director of bad vibes, but that can get chewed up so quickly. It can. Yeah. It can. And this all, team. If, this if team is not last year's team. Yeah. Like, yeah. sorry, I, it's, last year's it's, team with a thirty-two point lead. Like the team was just so so strong. Where I felt. I felt really confident. I mean, this this team, frankly, is still capable of going for like 140 and and not and not winning. You know, it's just like I I, I don't really think I want to put a number to it, but it's definitely not as confident as last year. 18 points over second, 25 over third and beyond. So a, a little bit of a cushion built in. I, I think we have a pretty good chance of finishing the top three. Like I would I would definitely bet us to finish in the top three i don't know about winning though i mean someone could someone could still charge up the leaderboard i think um but no i don't like putting a number to it it feels like a lock when you look at it now and then i tried to think about the number and i felt like it was under 50 percent it yeah it is it is definitely under 50 like it's not i think if if you get 
a, a quintessential Kelsey game, that number gets gets much gets bigger. Yeah, Having Kelsey leverage is so nice. Like, yeah, Mahomes, yeah, Kelsey, really nice. and no one else has Kelsey in the top. So yeah, that's our that's yeah. our uh, that's our that's pivotal. Yep. Uh, Pat, let's look at your uh, best ball mania three team that is live here. I can um, pull up. Uh, here, I'll, I'll share uh, my screen here because I did. I put the. Oh, it doesn't have Rojo. Somehow it doesn't. Rojo. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how. Probably because uh, you know I don't know who's to say why. Uh, it's, it's Pete, so uh, before we put a Pat's team, can I ask you guys like where you're at on the Kelsey narrative about like how he's chasing these two records? Uh, right, most receiving yards and most receptions um, as it comes down to from a tight end, this NFL se- to basically set the all-time leader at records. Are you guys, do you guys buy into this narrative or are you sort of hoping that it's more kind of just a little random? I wanted to get you guys' take on that. I'm hoping that the Denver Broncos continue just to be like a corpse of a team and continue to give up. And they didn't stop the Rams once last week, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, Baker that's Mayfield. I don't want to overcomplicate it. Like, that's, yeah. that's the angle. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, if they're going to be a corpse of a team and he's going for records, if, if Casey could do whatever they want, Mahomes might be more willing to throw. I mean, you can. You can take I, I mean, Den- Denver plays them pretty well. Like, even this year, I mean, the game, Denver actually is what, one of the three games they've scored more than 20 points or four games they've scored more than 20 points. Like, they've played them pretty well historically. And I'm always a little cautious about that, like, second division game being a little cagey. But yeah, I mean, obviously the Broncos team that showed up last week, like they can show up again this week. That would be really, really nice. Did I uh, see that Baker had like only a hundred air yards or something crazy, and that they were just picking yeah. him apart on short stuff? Yeah, average like two point eight yards or something. Insane. That's crazy. <laughs> By a, a thousand Tyler Higby cuts. That's all you need. <laughs> uh, Pat, the way I know you're not emotionally invested in this BBM3 Finals is you have not titled this spreadsheet. And that's good. You do not want to be heavily emotionally invested. You want to keep this at an arm's length and then be pleasantly surprised. I like that. that. Is, I mean, it's a 470-team field. I had a <laughs> I had a sweat. Um, you guys are talking about the Fournette thing. I had Rashad White going against Leonard Fournette in a DraftKings final that would have been a 20-man field. That's 50K up top, not 2 million. But I got bounced from that uh, because of that. And then uh, fading Keenan Allen, but the Austin Eckler two touchdowns at least got me this bullet. So, you know, it's it's a it's a sweat. Unfortunately, it's a it's it's also a Dolphins onslaught with uh, Tua Tua being out really hurts this. Um, yeah, I, I kind of I'm surprised Barkley's twenty three percent. Yeah, that's not great, especially because Eckler. I actually have like some Eckler leverage, but he didn't practice today uh, with this knee thing. So, or I guess you no, know, he's you, limited today. He's limited. You could really use a. Big fucking Hunter Renfro game. Jared Stidham's new favorite. Well, target. I guess I got. I, I got the the George Kittle Hunter Renfro mini. What if that's what oh, you yeah. need? The thesis. Who's the yeah. most owned player? Who's the most owned player in the? In the I think Jefferson. I think Jefferson. Actually, I have it. Here. Jefferson was forty-one percent. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Jefferson's Kittle. forty. Kittle's then, thirty-nine. Oh, okay. Um, and, wow, Devontae Smith. Wow. Yeah, Waddle. So I actually have a fair amount of chalk with Barkley Dude. Waddle. It is It'll, so crazy how much more valuable Kelsey's been than every other tight end. He's on your guys' team and the other thing. And Kittle and Hawkinson have those rates. Higby's at the bottom of that screen. We don't even see Kelsey on this because of the you know the struggle. Eight percent. Eight percent. You have Kelsey yeah. in here. You're golden. Taysom Hill is nine. 
Other oh, tight ends wow. decided to score the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's no, been yeah. the opposite it's been some for good three months. Tight end scores. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I think I'm pretty like I just it's all about Brady. I think Brady to Godwin to DJ Moore coming back because that's that's two yeah. percent, seven percent, ten percent. So that stack has to go nuclear, and then we'll then we'll start then we'll sweating. Stop. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I mean it's I mean there's still stuff with obviously not having Tua, but I I mean there's still plenty to play for here for the Dolphins. Um, I think some of that stuff could still be fine. The Patriots Tight going one. nuts and pushing the the Dolphins would be pretty sweet because I got the, you the have the correlations. You built this team with Week 17 in mind. I did. Now <laughs> was stacking the the Tua-less Dolphins game against the Patriots the best bet? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but are. I mean, if you get the Tampa. Uh, DJ Moore come back right, and you get the. I mean, you don't have to get all your low own guys. If you had Renfro and Kittle hit, like Kittle, uh, Kittle can hit. Is my point I'm trying to make. If Renfro hits with him, it's incredible. Renfro is actually not the worst piece to have with Jared Stidham and you know this fearsome right. pass rush and everything. Just just check it down, dump it seems off a million times. It seems like you know it could yeah. happen. Pat, it is curious that you say Darius Slayton's better than Wondell Robinson, and yet you have Wondell Robinson. On yeah, well, I, did, I drafted a lot of Wondell Robinson. I didn't say Darius Slayton's better till like week seven. <laughs> when he was showing that he's better. Yeah. Uh, Pat, no, Wondell... I, nothing would. I, I'm rooting. I, you need the Taekwon Thornton man. Nothing would make me happier than getting another twenty-point Taekwon Thornton game. We we deserve it. We do. We we deserve it, man. Uh, that'd be that'd be really fun. Yeah, I need I need a Thornton bunch of these Gisicki low end guys. Bring back that would be that would be well. A sick I one. I've probably shit on Gasicki more than any player in fantasy. <laughs> like, You're I gonna have like to Tom get a Gasicki jersey if he scores two touchdowns. You're gonna I've have root to. against Brady his entire career. I I was a Raiders fan during the Tuck Rule game, so you know that that drove me nuts. So anyway, this everyone on here I don't like, but but let's go one time. <laughs> uh, dude i didn't even think of this pat you backdoored into i guess a handcuff. i don't think he'd signed at this point he was in the no. oh, he was on the dolphins dude he was on the dolphins that was the thesis of your thing oh that's why you got him yeah you're right i was like why did i do that why did i handcuff? <laughs> but you had you had handcuffed raheem mostert you did um, the two really that's late more defensible tandem. yeah yeah barely because i i barely looked defensible. i think i got mostert in the 16th I think draft. it's incredibly defensible. The logic w- worked out perfect. You said I want one of them to be the main guy, and Mostert's had a really great year, frankly, yeah. for this roster. Yeah. And you're the, right for the guys, wrong reason. They handcuffed Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. I mean, just a lot of handcuffing yeah. going on around here. These guys Actually, knew Jeff Wilson would be traded mid-season. It is yeah. funny that you just said you hate all these players, and they drafted a whole bunch of fucking Patriots and Dolphins. You guys just got a bunch of players that you hate on your teams that you're rooting for this week. Well, I won't. I won't hate them if they do well this week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Kosicki will be my favorite player of all time. He scores two touchdowns. I gotta tell Sean that Sean always wants to draft the guys that he likes rooting for. We gotta start drafting the guys we fucking hate, Sean. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right. Life is not easy. Fantasy shouldn't be easy. You should just hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we drafted Leonard Fournette. We hate that guy. Yeah, I mean, man. But what PPR Dynamo though, huh? Wow. True, true. He sure was last week, man. That was that was tilting. I'm yeah, sure I, 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 I hate that guy. I don't have him on any teams. I hate him because he's beating me. There's nothing he does seem pretty likable, which also tilts me. He's, he just like, yeah, he's funny yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. 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 I can't believe he's like in the comments, though, like worrying about what people think of him at this point, though. There's just something about that that I guess I don't 
I don't think I really understand. Like I, like, I wouldn't, I would, I'd be so tuned out, I guess, if I was him, but. It's like Kevin Durant syndrome. Those guys are just yeah. so extremely online. They just love it. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Durant syndrome is the right name for it. His tweets are yeah. the best. Um, Hassan, are you having a bunch of people over to sweat your SFP team this weekend? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, going to be, I just me and <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Bro, having them all over to my house. Uh, we're gonna have a massive, massive uh, showing. It's a big old viewing. Yeah. Um, I think I think I am gonna probably donate some some amount to charity. Uh, I guess whatever my my. I just gotta pick a charity. Ten K that Dom ships you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if I could somehow match that, uh, maybe I go sell a kidney or something. I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to match it. It wasn't like. But that. no. But I am. I am. I'm definitely well, gonna. Wait. What gonna, percentage of that is is that of his whole prize pool? A uh, million dollars. I don't know. 10K. I just picked a number, dude. Like ten like K sounded reasonable. <laughs> it sounded like it sounds like a lot. It sounds aggressively like reasonable. So Hassan, so, oh, right. I think you need to you need to donate one percent of your total prize pool as well. I will. I will <laughs> yeah, do that. Be hard. That's good. I want. Uh, I think I get a. If I get a belt, uh, I'll get a belt as well. So, what is the resale value of this belt? Because I need to uh, donate that to charity. Uh, no, but I. Uh, but in all honesty, it's. Uh, I. I'm probably just going to be me binge drinking by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds lovely. Sounds truly lovely. Our other. Uh, group ship chasing sweat here so we are in the race the points race in our nfc 10k league we do not have a shot at first anymore it doesn't seem like but still relatively live for second but we keep taking hits guys we lost Tua, so now we're relying on russ wilson who i've been told is fixable hopefully they the plan to fix him is before week 17 and not before the 2023 season and uh, austin eckler who has been the bedrock of our team who now looks questionable. So guys, yes. we're going to have to get real creative with this 10K lineup. Uh, it's it's fantastic. And we are incredibly live. We're only down by like, uh, let's see, nine points to off a second. The second we're in third yeah. right now. Fourth is right behind us. Uh, first shot out had Kirk cousins, Jefferson, two giants receivers last week. Got a, t- got a big, big week last week. and kind of pulled away. They're about 70 points ahead of us. We would need a monster week to catch them now, but um second place still would be a really nice return fourth place would be jack shit so we are right in this range of and third place is like money back so we are right in this tilt zone. we we have already collectively discussed we need second place so bad so we could fire this, extremely hard at the ffpc playoff tournament we like we need this bankroll booster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been the best week in dfs best year in dfs no, oh we, I mean, everyone's down horrendous, and so yeah. this is Garrett Wilson. This is this is your time to go nuclear, my friend. We need it. We need it. Um, who else? Who else are the big guys we're counting on? We're going to be debating like Tyler Algier and Dobbins for a spot, assuming that's right. Uh, Tyler plays. Algier. I think we're all leaning Algier, so that might not be a big debate. We have to decide between Jelani Woods and Trey McBride at tight end. <laughs> tight end has just been a disaster for this team, dude. We were like literally like, oh, should we add Chigakwanko? He'd be dust now. Hunter Henry was a guy we strongly debated. He'd be dust. Like every single tight end we even thought about is a zero. Yeah. Was this a pitch team? Yes. This was a pitch team. It very much pitch, was. That makes sense. That makes sense. In, in, in NK League, we took a Lance Pitts team to the shootout. So yeah. you got to be pretty proud about that. We are proud. Yeah. Uh, yeah it is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what oh, we can do here. Oh, 
Oh, uh, a Lance Pitts, Brees Hall team. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. That's right. All, this all is a Brees Hall yeah. team, too. All three. Yeah. yeah. But it goes to show when you contest uh, selection uh, correctly, you know, you could still be live even when things don't break uh, exactly right for you. <laughs> this um, team also I'm already Sky talking Moore. about the Boomer Opto for MFP. I know. I was just going to say, uh, Boomer Opto, we haven't huddled yet for what our show plans will be. I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to be able to do fucking five shows like yeah. we did last year. But we'll figure it out. I, I will. I think I do got it couple. in me. So uh, maybe I'll just have some. I love this tournament. It's my favorite tournament. <laughs> we all love this so. tournament, Pat. Just not all of us have infinite amount of time anymore. I'm not so. saying. Oh, look, I, I'm not saying you don't love it. I'm just saying you don't love it enough to do five shows. And I <laughs> we'll deal with that. Yes, people have started to ask me about it. We will. We will have some programming. Uh, maybe some with Gretchen and I. Maybe some without us. But yes, we will be back for that. Um, Achiever saying, pretty sure everyone in the ship chasing discord has a Pomeranian sweat. I have too much dignity to talk about my sweat in the Pomeranian 49 or whatever it is. I just can't even bring myself to sweat it. Uh, but good luck to everyone in the Pomeranian finals. Uh, any other final sweats, any final, uh, mojo juju you guys want to get out here before, uh, we close things up. You guys mentioned Russ Wilson in the Denver area. They still run like you know, there's like a hospital and like a charity organization that run commercials with Russ Wilson. And it's still like in December. And I just imagine Broncos fans like cringing every time they show up on the TV and brings a little smile to my face when I see it. I'm not going to lie. It's so good. Yeah. It's a uh, check out. I was just listening to, uh, to Gretchen Sean talk uh, in depth about the Broncos uh, long-term clusterfuck of a situation uh, here. Check that out on uh, stealing bananas. Uh, Nick, Anything else here? Any any final shouts? You want to talk shit about people? Talk about what you're going to spend money on, etc. No, not really. We have uh, a sweat in the bulldog left, so we our only quarterback is um, Deshaun Watson. So we're hoping that Deshaun Watson has somewhat of a decent game this week, so we can maybe sneak into this. Uh, our team is so weird in the bulldog. It's not like it's unique, but like. We got a shot in there, so we're hoping we win that one too. It's a smooth. Just put the bulldog game. on yeah. the back burner. Let's worry about the How million, much is that guys. To it's so it like there's 20, so much Mahomes. It's like it's so hard. It's gonna be so hard. Twenty k. Forget the bulldog, guys. Prizes less than six figures. It's cloud. Next thing you're next thing you're gonna tell me is that this is tough because you're gonna be rooting for James Cook on Hassan's SFB team. Just like fucking chill out, dude. That's a we have a it's a Saquon Pollard Cook team. Those are only three running backs who are doing anything right now so yeah you know <laughs> with you brother travis, uh, travis kelsey to the moon this week let's go let's nick go. Let's, let's do go. it to let's the moon. go um and we just and, next and year Jelani woods oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jelani woods play. or terry Kylan granson yet. not to play right you just need granson out yeah. Well, the thing is, is part of me really wants to do McBride just for the bit of Davis's uh, Tyler Algier, Zach Ertz mini correlation for week 17, which tilted Josh Norris to the moon. If yeah. we could just recreate that with Tyler Algier and Trey McBride, it's still the same thing for me. <laughs> Take down second in a 10K league. Bit yes. equity. <laughs> That'd be pretty bit sweet. Equity. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning McBride now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hassan. Uh, any final words from you? Uh, any other PETA violations you want to list off? <laughs> no, I just want to wish uh, everyone here the best of luck for their for their finals. And uh, please tweet at me when you guys are shipping this stuff, so I can uh, I can at least have some kind of secondhand sweat uh, while as I'm enjoying as I'm enjoying you guys, uh, you know, smashing. Yes, uh, appreciate all of you ship chasers. Tis the season. 
for chasing those ships, securing those ships. Good luck to all of you. Good luck to the Go Bills crew. Good luck to Hassan. Good luck to us in the NFC 10K. To all of you and your palms, your puppies, your Tibetan Mastiffs. We'll see you guys next week, hopefully lifting some trophies and counting that cash. Peace.